Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, regular listeners, you may have spotted that we've changed our name. It's now Honey & Co. The Food Sessions. So if you hear this sound, it's just us making dinner. Well... That and the fact that we're not allowed to use our old title anymore. It's just been a bit of a thing, but don't worry about it. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, thank you so much for downloading our podcast, The Honey and Coke. My name is Itamar Srulovic. Me and my wife have some restaurants in Fitzrovia and a couple of cookbooks. Ever since we opened our restaurant, we've been meeting so many incredible people who are cooking, who are making food, who are writing about food, and we just want to have a little bit more time with them. We invite our favorite people once a month or twice a month to our deli, Honey and Spice, and we sit down and have a longer chat. We cook from their books and from their culture, and this is a recording of these talks. I hope you enjoy it. Tonight we're joined by one of the craziest, funniest, most fun guests we've ever had. This is Max from Max's Sandwich Shop. It's someone that I have quite a man crush on. Would love to be his friend even though I know it will ruin my liver. We had a crazy night talking about the six rules of sandwiches. We've discovered the true identity of Banksy if you want to know. And if you want to see how you really should do tuna melt, please do listen on. We had a marvelous night. I hope you'll have a marvelous listening to it. Go team! I think past a certain age you can't really describe yourself as a fan of someone and retain your dignity. But for me it's never, you know, never had a, 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 a you know, any claims to dignity. And I, I have to say, I am a huge fan <laughs> of this guy, Max. I've been to his uh, place way long, way after it was open because I live on the other side of town. Uh, and I took the opportunity of having something to do in... In Stoke Newington. In Stoke Newington, which in my head is very close to where you are. I still, I wouldn't be it able is, to... It is, it is. Okay, so fair enough. And, uh, I, you know, it's a very hyped-up sandwich shop, Louisa, who works with us, has been one of the earliest customers and was trying to get us there for the longest time. And we just keep, kept hearing more and more and more about it. And we said, you know, we're not going to cross town for a sandwich. And we Bastard. did. We did. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's so many people who'd say, oh, yeah, this, where's this Crouch Hill? I don't even know where that is. You move on, you know. Uh, and we, we am not ashamed to say we were like that because there's only so far that you would go 
for a sandwich and and when we came i i was you know of course the penny dropped that this was not a sandwich you know it was a very complex very accomplished plate of food that happens to be between two slices of delicious perfectly cooked bread and every bite was perfectly judged and i think for me as a chef i could see the amount of work that went into everything that was there from the piccalilli that someone chopped and prepared and was there in advance the ham it's, hog it's that was it's a 12 hour job i bet I it mean, is yeah and i bet you go through tons tons i, I figured out i figured out that last year bear in mind it's only one sandwich shop that we use 1.8 tons of mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of mayonnaise. That's a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> I, I was sharing. We ordered everything on the menu. I was sharing it with six other people. I hated every bite that I was sharing. Mm-hmm. I was resenting the 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 food that other people were having because I wanted to have it all. Wanted to order more, but I was embarrassed because all the people was there were there. <laughs> I did a takeaway. I did a little takeaway for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> A friend I, who ate a lot. I yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> such a pig. Yeah, we just had a house guest, and well, you know, so we did a little takeaway, and got into a very heated argument with Deliveroo, who refused to deliver to Stockwell from Carchill. <laughs> yeah. There is something very, very special about the combination of very accomplished, bright food in a very, can I say, silly shop? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it is. I have this this quote. I think from one of your first reviews surprisingly serious restaurant masquerading is a silly sandwich shop and it is it is extremely like, oh, was, was it did you write this <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely silly it is the 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 bathroom is called the system chapel, chapel and has you know pictures on the ceiling there's there's uh there's a suggestion box which is a shredder Really? I just, Which, if one know, more you, bloody person says, have you ever thought of a fish oh, finger yeah, sandwich? I'm yeah. going to have to kill someone. But with, so, with all the, the Banksy <laughs> stuff the weekend, you, yeah, were, you oh, were robbed. Surprisingly, I, I, exactly. That was my idea. Are you Banksy? You, uh, yes. <laughs> There you have That's it. That's why my sandwiches are so yeah. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's, there's the, the, the shredding suggestion box there's the, the silly ducks everywhere this guy is there shouting shouting running around putting his finger in your food drinking or like drinking your drink drinking your drink you'd be like what is this place where am i and why is my life not like this all the time <laughs> so I, i i had a little bit of a crush i got the book i got a really nice um inscription inscription on it yeah yeah and i've been digging into this book which and it was you know i had high hopes for this and it i have to say it exceeded all my expectation it's not only a book about making sandwiches it's so much more than this but this is what we'll discuss here and of course the um, I want to get Max to read just to give you a feel of the sandwich shop. Right. So this is somehow I seem to have managed to have written a book with about six introductions. This is from one of them. Uh, so it says in massive letters, anything can go in a sandwich. You come out the tube station, 
head up Stroud Green Road past the Nando's, and you're thinking, it can't be this far. Over the second set of crossroads, and hope diminishes further. Then, can it be? Is that it? The sign slowly emerges like a gorilla from the mist. Hot sandwiches and booze. (laughs) If you're lucky, it's raining. So our hand-me-down spice zone awning will be out, billowing in the breeze, doing its brand-building work. You head inside, and an incredibly handsome, overweight man in a black polo shirt starts waving like an idiot and asking if you're getting a takeaway or sitting down. You wonder what the hell is going on, take a seat, and I'll brought ginger water and some menus. You order, the drinks arrive, and you realise how nice the music is. Feeling relaxed, you smell the bread baking and start noticing all the cool little things in the room. When I put the sandwiches down in front of people, they often rub their hands together. It happens all the time. It's the most wonderful thing. They actually rub their hands together. And that is that thing. That's that. the the child thing. That's why Sarnies are so awesome. Because, you know, everyone's had, be it a picnic or your granny's house or your lunchbox or whatever. It's just, there's that like, oh, everything's going to be all right. You've got a little sarnie on the go. Not with every sandwich. Not with every sandwich. sandwich. No, not with every sandwich. But it comes up, firstly, they're massive. And I think that is, you look at it and think like, yes. I mean, I hoped a sandwich. I hoped it would be that big. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I, I just... Also, I want to say about what you're saying about this whole the silly thing. The silly thing's important for me because I think that a lot of food culture in Britain has become about making... So provenance and stuff like that and seasonality, of course, are very important fundamentals and those are all things that we should be thinking about when we eat. But it's also just lunch. And I wanted the sandwich shop to treat food in this manner where it was it's just dinner and that you can come into this lovely place where everything's really fun and there's some beautiful fat man being an idiot but that yeah you could get something really genuinely delicious in a completely unprosaic manner and i that's like really important to me and and it, it works i mean more than more than works but of course there is, you know, not not to take away from from your silliness, no. absolutely. <laughs> but couldn't. they are. No, I think you know. If I tried surgically, I won't be able to. But <laughs> not that I'm going the to. The whole brain. Yeah. <laughs> Yank it out. But uh, it it is very. You know, the sandwiches are serious. Yeah. The the sandwiches. There's so much work going into them. They're so you know beautifully put together. So many ingredients. All of them really down to the nines i mean down to the nines the you know the spring roll sandwich yeah i mean spring rolls in a sandwich how they, like how like how so we... that that came because i i was trying to be really lazy <laughs> and so i went to which i often do um i tried to go to chinatown and buy loads of spring rolls and i thought like i wanted to put spring rolls in a sandwich well because i've got this thing about crunch in sandwiches that the crunch is what's lacking in nearly all sandwiches and the spring roll is like one of the crunchiest things ever um and so i wanted to put them in a sarnie but the truth is that all the ones i bought were crap and um these like 
real floppy manky bean sprouts and stuff. And so I thought, how am I going to disguise how crap the contents of the spring rolls are? So I started, I pickled all of the vegetables that you would put in a spring roll. So like I mandolined kind of carrot and cucumber and chopped up chilies into tiny pieces and took bean sprouts and pickled them for a week. And I put these spring rolls in a sarni, not as to be served in the restaurant, but for us to try and figure out what was going on. And I just suddenly realised, like, what am I doing? Like, pickling the stuff that you would get in a spring roll and putting it in a sandwich on top of spring rolls that already have that stuff in it. So I thought we should just make our own spring rolls. And so then I went on YouTube and watched a video of how you make spring rolls (laughs) and bought some spring roll wrappers. And so somehow... I ended up with these things where I, I started using the pickled veg inside the spring rolls. So it's so, like a uh, pickled spring roll. And this is with you trying to be lazy. Yeah, <laughs> and weirdly, it's yeah. all come out of me trying to give myself yeah, nothing so, to do. Exactly. And then so luckily, you, you'd say, yeah. how can I make my life so easy by making... Making fucking 600 spring, spring rolls a week or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot of thought in the sandwiches... And there is a method. There's a method in the madness. There's a yes. system. And yeah. that's the book. Yeah. So my like my professional background prior to the sandwich shop was always working in quite serious restaurants. Prop, like, proper restaurants. I can say that as someone who does not own a proper restaurant. Um, I was taught how to cook and how to build a dish in, in like a proper grown-up professional chef way. And it was while I was doing all that kind of proper stuff that I realised that no one... You know, you'd had, like, meat liquor had sort of changed the burger. Or you've got, like, what chicken sours is to KFC and stuff like that. And I just thought, like, no one's done the sam- No one's done the sandwich. The market kind of maxed out at Pret. Or, like, a salt beef bagel pissed off your face at 2 o'clock in the morning on Brick Lane. And that after that, there wasn't really anything. Like the occasional schnitzel or something. I didn't really think about it. It was just more that because of my background and how I've been taught to cook, that I found that when I started looking at how could I open a restaurant selling sandwiches, that I just naturally thought about the fillings of a sandwich in the same way I would have if I'd been putting a dish on a menu in a Michelin star restaurant, you know? And that's where this whole thing, like on the cover, you can see this is a sort of drawing of my hammock and chip sandwich, which was my the first, the, the, the mother the sandwich iconic, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's hot, cold, sweet, sour, crunchy, soft. And I, for me, that is the secret of delicious. That if you eat something that has all six of those elements that you kind of, you almost can't cock it up, you're going to get something delicious. And where I found I'd become so lucky having sandwiches is that when you're, if you're a chef and you're making a plate of food and people are eating it with cutlery, you, of course, you're thinking about texture and hot, you know, hotness and coldness and sweetness and sourness and crunchiness and softness. But through the nature of someone eating a plate of food with a knife and fork, you, the chef, have no control over how they consume that plate of food you've presented them with. So even if you've got all six of my elements on your plate, the mouthfuls of food are not going to be like that. And what a sandwich does is it allows you to put every single one 
of those six things, hot, cold, sweet, sour, crunchy, and soft, into every bite that someone has. And I think that is why they're so satisfying, <laughs> because you've got all of what your kind of brain is looking for in deliciousness in every bite of the sandwich. And quite frankly, I think that's better than a plate of food. Like, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather eat that. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, like, so everything in one go. Drooling here. Yeah. <laughs> Was it like instinct or thought or... I don't know, because I didn't really... The hot, cold, sweet, sour, crunchy, soft thing. Like, I wasn't wandering around banging on about that prior to opening the sandwich shop. You know, have you ever realised that yeah. if you... you know, you're fired again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and it just, yeah, I, I think all I did was I just made sandwiches for like six months before opening the shop. And I went around the southern states of the US where there is a virulent sandwich culture... And I just thought, what makes all these sandwiches I'm eating a tiny bit shitter than they should be? And it was nearly always, there's nothing crunchy in it. And I just, iceberg lettuce does not count. <laughs> That's not that crunchy. Not, it needs yeah. crisps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. deep fried. <laughs> I think, you know, everyone does that thing that, you you know, you buy the, the crappiest sandwich on the train and the only way you can give it a lift is that packet of crisps it, inside exactly. and that's, you know everyone does it on, Crush on them up reflex and put them in. Yeah, yeah it's just you do it it's nicer you can just tell everyone can tell this is a really good idea while you're crushing up your yeah. crisps and stuffing them in and that's why one of you, I don't have a car anymore but I used to have a car and I always had this massive bottle of Tabasco in my car so that if I had have ever had to stop at like the petrol station for a sandwich or something I could buy a sandwich can, and some crisps chuck the crisps in and cover it all in Tabasco and yeah, well, that's sudden, the other the other. You've got thing a Michelin star. Everything is is much nicer with Tabasco as well. Yeah, nearly it's, everything. You kind of set your mind to open a sandwich, you travel around, and then you go back. You develop, of course. The 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 first thing is bread. Yeah, that it needs beca- to it be all bread. With the bread. And you have you have quite a lot of. Um, this is a book of very very strong opinions. And uh, quite insightful about many, many things. (laughs) And the bread chapter has a little, lovely little drawing. Lovely drawings, Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't do it. No, but... My friend Agostino did. Well, you know, it's a compliment to the team. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They And there's a a kind of a a little overview of sandwich bread, sorin malt loaf. I don't know what that is. You don't know what sorin malt loaf is? No. Oh, my Lord. What? Is this very English? (laughs) I don't know what that is. No, but I'll bring you one in and we'll have a moment together. Okay. It involves a large amount of butter. And then everything is... In fact, I've got to say something about that. So how... One of the reasons why I've ended up making focaccia for the sandwiches... Yeah. ...is that I firstly have a certain level of disdain for sourdough bread. Yeah, let me me Um, just read to you what it it does say about... So on focaccia, I said the bread we make at the sandwich are perfect for everything... Baguette, good for nearly everything, la, 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 la. Sourdough can go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had enough bloody sourdough. I, it just pisses me off because it's like you go to Hawksmoor or something and have like a 15-pound steak sandwich and it comes in sourdough and you take a bite of it and on the first bite, the bread's way too chewy for a start and the whole bread rips, all your steak falls out and you've paid £15 for some 
chopped up steak. It's not. It's not sandwich uh, bread. It's not a sandwich material. Also, um, the holes. What's up with that? What's all that about? You just get mayonnaise all over your yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah. No one has thought about. This is what I mean by when I working in like fancy restaurant kitchens. When I realised that no one had paid attention to sandwiches, was that the, the assumption was that like sourdough is the artisan bread, and so if you're going to make a posh sandwich, you're going to have to use sourdough. <laughs> And like, and that's it. Bye bye. We've we've solved it. Oh, yeah, bastards. And like, it, it's shit. So how I ended up with focaccia was like sitting in my living room, and I was eating malt loaf. And you should have enough butter on your malt loaf that when you bite, uh-huh, you look away and you can see your teeth like you've been to the dentist and you get a gum shield made or yeah. something. And I thought like that's what a sandwich is meant to be like. That it should be. And like my sandwiches do do that. Like when you hold the sarni and you take a bite of it, you can practically see the mark, your teeth leaves. So, like, the saurine malt loaf was kind of oddly the inspiration for the bread choice at the sandwich shop. And, I mean, it is a, a lot of work making bread. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, and actually, Michelin-style restaurants, so little don't, of them don't would, bother. you know, people no. would just not bother. No, it's a massive ball egg. And it's like, lots of people, Lots of people don't know that we make the bread at the sandwich shop because there's no there's no sign on the wall saying like did you know we make our own bread yeah. or anything. It just I just like it when people are like oh this bread's good where'd you get it? And we're like we made it and I like that with this mayonnaise is nice where'd you get that? Yeah. Oh we made it and yeah that's we it. made it just like one point eight tons of it. This attention to to detail and to you know making the stuff as you need is. Not, it's not just the bread. I mean, the bread obviously is the starting point. It's in everything. Yeah. You know, from braising meat. And this is what I love about this recipe. It's divided in, it, about this book, it's divided into it's the actual sandwiches in the shop with all the ingredients. And, of course, a few ideas for, for leftover sandwiches like spaghetti bolognese sandwich. So good. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought it? Yeah. <laughs> you can fry it. Well, uh, another, <laughs> another one of my MOs. Well, that's, that's, can I fry uh, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? Fry it. Every sandwich has something deep fried in it in the sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the, the other part of the of the book is the base recipes. So the recipes for the piccalilli, for example, yeah. the mayonnaise. It's hundreds the of recipes. Tons and, of recipes. And the whole idea of the structuring the book like that with all this kind of silly chatty stuff and like nice pictures and things at the beginning. There's a lot of serious cooking involved in making the stuff that goes in the sarnies. And I didn't want the book to be like, we make our own mayonnaise. But I didn't want the book to be... I didn't want to be like that guy. <laughs> Same like, You're trying to tell someone how to make the sandwiches they make their kids to eat on the train better and say that they've got to make their own yeah. mayonnaise for that. You just yeah. look like a dick. And wake up so, at 6am. Yeah, wake Separate up at 6am, yeah. make mayonnaise, yeah. um, pack the kids off to school. Yeah. And a lot of... So the, the idea was that the first half of the book was to kind of show you how do I make sandwiches. And the second half of the book was to show to give you all the recipes to do everything if you want. But that the first half of the book is nearly all things that you can just buy in the shops. Yeah. You can just go to Sainsbury's. Like I bang on all the time about how the little chia batters that you can buy loose in all the supermarkets are amazing for making sandwiches. Because they still got this. Yeah, they, it was crust everywhere. Yeah. Like that's all that matters. That's why focaccia's good and sourdough is shit. Because sourdough's open faced bread. And so it it, it, it 
Everything goes through. Everything goes gooey and falls through it. It's rubbish. You need crust everywhere. And I love the idea that technically what an expert in making sandwiches or whatever. And yet I'm totally comfortable in saying you just go to Asda and buy some chia batters and you can make the best sandwiches in the world because it's about how you put it together. And that's also what the hot, cold, sweet, sour, crunchy, soft thing is. That It's not that every sandwich you make has to have those things. It's just that if when you're making a sandwich and you're thinking about those things... Thinking like, what do I need? Yeah, what do you I might want? think like, oh, fuck it, I'll crush the crisps up and put them in or something. Or like, that looks a bit dry. Maybe it should have loads more mayonnaise on it or whatever. It's always the... always First the, port of call. Yeah. Two ports of call. More yeah. mayonnaise. Could it go in the deep fat fry? The, the recipes, I mean, again, you, you, you know, Hester here, she made the dill pickles. Love those. I made mm. your bolognese. Oh. Killer. Robert Carrier, not mine. It's so good. It's so good, isn't it? It's, it's the best bolognese recipe it's ever. It's so good. And this is something that, you know, really I, I would never, you know, to be cocky, but I wouldn't go for a recipe for bolognese No, but you would assume that you, you own restaurants and cook for a living and things yeah. too, right? One just assumes one knows how to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a killer recipe, really, really good recipe. I didn't try it in a sandwich. Why not? Because it was gone too quickly. <laughs> um, what I didn't, what there is, a, I couldn't see here, is a lot of cheese. Which it's no, no cheese. None at all. No. Which for a lot of cheese. us, you know, you think cheese you, is someone the spawn would, uh, of Satan, as far as I'm concerned. Melted, I'm all right. But... The idea of like biting into a sandwich and getting a lump of cheddar <laughs> makes me feel ill. And you know, it's weird. The sandwich shop has been open for four years. There has never been cheese in any sandwich ever. No one has ever noticed. <laughs> but I think, I think the hot thing might help with that. Because I think cheese is almost like a go-to thing for a cold sarni, right? Like ham and cheese or cheese and chutney or whatever that is. You fucking tuna melt. Sorry, Bridget. Because I just just about the tuna mill because you know when I came back from my first visit to Bridget's Max's got a and I, could, I got the, yeah I, I I got the book and I was like you know aching to dig in and I was aching to get to the tuna mill bit because I'm, I was sure that there was one I'll read that to you no profanities you have to you got you got to show the page yeah I'll show you the yeah. page yeah. tuna yeah. mill blank blank yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't eat much cheese and I can't have a fish and cheese recipe in my book. Keep making it just as you already do. There is, kind of, there is a snark undertone there. there yeah, yeah, that fish there and cheese do not belong together. The, and there, there, there's some brilliant reviews on Amazon about that where it's just like, I paid fourteen ninety nine for this book and two of the pages are blank. <laughs> <laughs> but it does tell you to go fuck sourdough. So exactly. Yeah. That There's makes plenty up other for stuff yeah. to be offended by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be offended by the blank books. No. You know, offended by what's in it. Like, it's so funny because you know, I've written articles for The Guardian in the past and all that stuff and they always say, like, never read the comments because everyone's just saying you're a lunatic idiot or whatever. But it's, it's my first book. You kind of... You can't help but read them. I want to know what people are saying. And like, there was this wonderful one where someone had written, I've bought this book for my 14-year-old grandson's birthday, but the casual drug and sex references <laughs> have, <laughs> have made it impossible for me to give it to him, so I've kept it for myself. <laughs> I was like, 
done. And I, I think I would be indignant because the drug and sex are, are not casual at all. It's no, exactly. an interesting part of the Rather book. liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why he would say Frequent. casual. I mean, I don't know this guy. Maybe for no, him no it's idea. casual, but, you know, good for them. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But no, no cheese. No, no cheese, cheese, very toasties. little. Toasties, there's a couple of toasties. Yeah, toasties. Melted cheese, I, yeah. I do believe yeah, is a yeah. nice thing. Fried cheese. Fried cheese is really nice. It's really good. Uh, So no cheese sandwiches, very little fish sandwiches. Very little. At home, I've got nothing against making a fish sandwich. Or fish finger sandwiches are delicious. Yeah, I've got a recipe for one in there. Restaurant on that. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. No, I I never. I've never done a fish sandwich. Maybe. Well, maybe this should be the beginning of me doing a fish sandwich. Well, I don't. I don't want to force bacalao. Something like. Oh. Could do like have. Bacalao croquettes. And a that would be killer. <gasps> or scampi. Scampi. I, I love thought scampi, scampi would right up your sandwich. Because the fish finger sandwich recipe in there has got crushed up scampi fries in it. Yeah. But Which makes so much thing. sense. Yeah, yeah. Suitable for vegetarians. Oh, so suitable. The, um, yeah. I. I. No. Honestly, I think I actually feel a bit distracted. I could be salt cold croquettes. Do you need a moment? Shall we all just with little fried squids? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be killer. That in Madrid. Have you been to Madrid? They have that bocadillo de calamares, like fried squids in a sandwich. Oh my god, that's like hot, cold, sweet, sour, crunchy, soft. Like you got three in of one, them just yeah. in a squid. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. You see, you, yeah. this is the 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 the, this is the moment of inception. A sandwich is born. <laughs> yeah, but that's how that's how life works generally, right? That's why, like, when you're in a restaurant, you got to go and eat in restaurants and stuff like that. Because yeah, there's. N- Half your ideas are sort of either suggested to you by somebody else or just nicked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey. A sa- little sandwich shop coming up on Warren Street. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't... Honey and sandwich. Yeah. I mean, actually... Do you like the way your knees bend? 
Sorry? No, never mind. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, I, I think, you know, from your, your sandwiches are actually so much work. And I know that Julia cooked your sandwiches for us today. Can we, yeah. can we show everyone? And she was, she was, she, she cooks, you know, the food for the last few food talks. And she said, I've never worked so hard on a recipe in yeah. my life. She said even the sportsman, which she thought would be a nightmare, was like making these bloody sandwiches yeah. was way so, more you know, work. And, and I think so much work. And you sell them for what? Eight pounds, seven pounds. So no, it's not going to be I know, honey it, it's and cheap, sandwich. But it's like, I, I, the money thing's a big deal for me. I, I, at a traditional restaurant margin, my sandwiches should be about 15 quid. And I make less of a margin than I should. Because I actually I just fundamentally think that a sandwich shouldn't be that expensive. I, I don't know. So I, 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 should, should they be more expensive? Like, my accountant definitely says they should. Because <laughs> we just don't make anywhere near as much money as we should. But I think that, that's partly why it's such a wonderful place, the sandwich. I mean, I think it's, like, it's, it is part of the silliness. <laughs> It Certainly. is, yeah. And but you'd have to be an idiot to sell yeah. something like that that cheap. <laughs> Only an idiot. There is that thing that it is a neighbourhood place. Yeah. And the, the people that are there, you know them. Yeah. And they know you. They probably come oh, for a little bit of a chat. They probably yeah. come three times a week. I would if I lived closer. Yeah. Um, and you know everyone who works in the sandwich shop walks to work. Isn't that nice? That is... It, that's so unheard lovely. of and yeah like, that's unheard so nice of. and I haven't hired anyone new for two years which is really really in a transient industry it's amazing. a rather wonderful thing it's amazing yeah. it's, it's, it's unheard of actually yeah. and like just that thing I love that the, because the reason the sandwich shop is where it is is because that's where I lived so all of the restaurants that I'd worked in before you know there's all the terrifying statistics 80% of restaurants open in London shut within five years and all that kind of stuff and I think that uh, the reason a lot of those restaurants close is not because they're bad it's not because the food's crap or the service is rubbish or you know whatever it's that they're in the wrong place and I think it's that misunderstanding of a demographic of like a customer base that stitches a lot of restaurants up and I, I mean, I opened the sandwich shop actually for 11 grand, which is no, including the first three months rent, which is like a tiny, the restaurant I worked in before opening the sandwich shop, we spent 350 grand opening it. And the sandwich shop was 11 grand, but that was still, that was all the money I had. That was all the cash. I put all my eggs in one basket. And I thought that, I thought that I'd figured out that the reason most restaurants shut is because they're in the wrong place. And the reason, what makes them be in the wrong, what does that mean to be in the wrong place? It must mean that you don't understand who is going to come to your restaurant, who your customers are. And so the reason I opened the sandwich shop in Finsbury Park is because I lived there. And it meant I was able to think about how much should it, how much should the, the product cost what kind of music should there be? What should the interior look like? What should the atmosphere be? Like all this kind of stuff that I could look at the area where I lived and think, what would be awesome here? For me. For me. And my neighbours. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, well, fuck it. I'll just open that. <laughs> and it turned out that was, that, and that's what the sandwich shop was. And that, yeah, that's, that's why it's there. Uh, and I think the 350 grand restaurant 
has now closed down. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very sad, but... It's now prawn on the lawn. Tell them about the sandwiches that we made, Max. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to have to go and... Have, what, 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 which ones are they? We made the PJ Benton. Oh, the PJ Benton, yeah. So that's yeah. my friend who I wrote the second half of the book with. Because his name is on here too. Ben Benton, one of my culinary heroes. So it was so nice. I, I've done a lot of professional cooking myself. But the truth is, I think Ben Benton is the best cook I know. And so when it came to me writing a book, I just said to him, look, I've got to write this book. I don't have very long to do it. Uh, and will you help me with the recipes in the second? Like I wrote. I wrote the stuff, but Ben helped me with all the recipes because there are so many. There's every recipe for everything we've ever made in the sandwich shop ever since we opened. And then some. And as we know that each sandwich contains like seven, sometimes eight components. There's a lot of recipes. But there's also just tons of stuff. In fact, there is... If I can quote myself, oh God, sorry. Uh, this bit of the, in reference to the second half of the book, it says this bit of the book is as much a fantastic list of things to buy and whack in sandwiches as it is a cookbook for actually cooking from, which you definitely should do. Give all or any of it a go, for God's sake. Sandwich the shit out of it. Um, all these lovely extra things are, of course, fantastic in sandwiches, but many are also delicious meals on their own. No bread involved. Together, Ben and I would like to encourage just generally the idea of making a delicious dinner for tonight with a sandwich in mind for tomorrow. And like the book for me, it, that's a huge part of it as well. That how so there's there's a Sani in the first half that's about last called last night's takeaway. And it says, like, I've got no idea what you are going to have had for your takeaway last night. But let's say I had a jalfrezi and some rice and all this stuff. And here's what I would do with it. And the green tub and of... Of that amazing weird mint yogurt sauce. What is it? Just yeah. delicious. Guess <laughs> what it is. It's delicious. So good. Hey, and you can cover bread in it. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, I, I, I really wanted the book to be... F to try and sort of, that a sandwich can be a way of repurposing a meal. Like the traditional attitude to leftovers is that like you've made, uh, you've made a curry and you've made rice, you've made writer, you've made a dal, you've grilled some meat, you blah, 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 all this stuff. And that the traditional attitude to leftovers is that you just make that same thing again. That the next night you... How you heat up the curry again or you may maybe make a bit of fresh rice but you've still got some writer left and I just want people to think about like like that thing from the beginning that I read out anything could go in a sandwich and that if you think of that hot cold sweet sour crunchy soft that you can think about how to take the takeaway you had last night and turn it by crushing some poppadoms into it or whatever into an, an amazing sandwich so, and Ben Benton knows how to do that stuff just as well as I, if not better. And so I, after the sandwich shop had opened, I, so what I was saying earlier, I worked at Lecoq. I was the m manager. I turned to the dark side and gone front of house by that point. And so I ran the front of house of the restaurant. He was the head chef of it. And so I asked him to do a guest sandwich on the menu, which I used to do more. I don't know why I stopped doing that because I'm just laziness probably. Anyway, so yeah, one of the sandwiches we've made is... Would you like to do a guest sandwich? I would probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We will talk... Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, the sandwiches we've got tonight. So we've got BJ Benton. Um, What's in it? There is beetroot barani, 
labne, so strained yogurt, beetroot barani is on beetroot and cumin and walnuts and a little bit of yogurt and lots of dill and vinegar and garlic and all these things all blitzed up. So you cover the top of the bread in beetroot barani, you cover the bottom in labne, which is just where you put yogurt into muslin and leave it to hang for an hour or so and goes really thick and super creamy and it's delicious. It's wonderfully delicious. It's so good. I mean, you don't need to do anything to it. I mean, you no. put some salt in the yogurt and hang it up. And that's basically what paneer is as well, right? If you just left it for a week, it would be paneer. Is that, was that right? I don't know. If you oh, say. anyway. Yeah. And then there's a bhaji. God, you know, I can't even bloody remember what's in it. <laughs> um, it's like grated up carrot and potato, um, a lots of onions some garlic, more spices, sort of classic Dali spices, lots of turmeric, some mustard powder, um, cumin and coriander. You chuck them in the fryer, sort of like a hash brownie vibe. Um, and loads and loads of herbs and pickled chilies. That's amazing. And the other one is uh, other lamb, one is is cauliflower, lamb and cauliflower. Yeah, that is my friend Tom Oldroyd, um, who was very nice to me when I opened the sandwich shop. And he'd run all these restaurants for Polpo for years. And knew a lot and was extremely helpful like uh and so he did our and first c- memorized forever in a sandwich <laughs> yeah commemorated forever in a yeah. sandwich yeah so we've got he, his guest sandwich was inspired by his missus's mum's dinner the night i asked him to come up with the sandwich <laughs> and he basically just slapped what she made him for dinner in a yeah. sandwich which was this sort um, of lamb curry Deep fried cauliflower, writer, uh, loads of herbs, and there might be this. Uh, is there pickled onions in it? I'm sure if he was here, he would slap up a story about some sort of creative process. You're creative and genius. Night. You just put your wife's like, mum's dinner in. What a do sandwich. you have left over there? <laughs> yeah, well, that'll do. But yeah. it was, it's delicious. I ended, I ended up. I kept it on the menu for like six months when we opened because it is so good. Yeah. Uh, but, you had a question, yes. my dear. I just repeat that for the mic if that's okay. Oh my god. Okay, pork the pie. best thing you stirred into yeah. mayo is greatest thing of stir- pork pie? Pork pie into mayo. Oh <laughs> I mean gravy. In fact I think gravy. I think gravy. All gravy. <laughs> All at the sandwich shop we always the there's there's nearly always a beef sandwich on. And the beef sandwich always involves gravy mayo because I you can't you can't be cooking steak. Firstly, I think steak sandwiches are shit. Like steak's too chewy. That that's like a knife and fork job, not a sandwich job. Braised meats are much better in the you know in the context of a sarni. So yeah, the beef like we cook overnight in the oven at the sarni shop. It cooks for four like for 12, 14 hours, and we cook them in like mirin and soy and vinegar and all these burnt vegetables and all this stuff. And then we separate out the meat from the liquid in the morning and we pass the liquid, we put the liquid through muslin so it goes super, like there's no bits in it at all. And then we boil that liquid down until it is like goo, meaty, bovrily goo. And then you mix that into mayonnaise. <laughs> that is just amazing. But the pork pie, I did, I put the recipe in there. Pork pie mayonnaise, I've got no idea why. So I took like Sainsbury's or someone randomly sent me this box, like 50 pork pies. And I just thought, hey, what the fuck do you do with 50 pork pies? I can't give customers in the sandwich shop 
a pork pie. It just doesn't seem quite right. I was like, actually, I should put it in a blender. <laughs> and I'd been to Hibiscus years ago um, when it was on Maddox Street. And Claude Bossy had this dish. It was like scallops with a pork pie sauce. <laughs> And he used, he blended up the pork pies in a thermomix, like a blender that heats up, with apple juice and, I can't, fish stock and some other stuff. And he did it as a sauce for scallops. And it was like, bong, oh, it had these sort of brioche crumbs on it. And it was amazing, because it kind of was like eating a pork pie. And I just found that it, it, you can actually do it with mayonnaise. If you leave, I don't have a thermomix, because it costs like a grand or something. I just got a 40 quid blender from Argos. Like the same thing with the coffee machine in the sandwich shop. Someone said the other day, how do you make your coffee? It's fantastic. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Thank Argos and yeah. their £40 filter machine. Um, but, yeah, I just left these pork pies in the blender for ages. And eventually the mix, it warms up a bit and it goes super smooth. And then you can mix it into mayonnaise. And so we had for, lunch, like, staff lunch, we had pork pie mayonnaise and pork pies. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do with 50 pork pies? I would try deep frying it and it was shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm probably gravy, but pork pie is a close second. We have a present. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have what? a present for you, actually. You got a present? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain what it is first or what the concept is. Well, I'll let Max do it. Well, what, but I don't know what it is. Well, you will do. Well, yes. I mean, you know what it is. It's a duck. <gasps> oh, you got... I, I love ducks. I'm sure everyone gives this a This is the biggest rubber duck I've ever seen. It's good, no? What's all this blank stuff? We found it. Cool. <laughs> That's very sandwich shop. I thought so. I thought so. It's very much... Very the much honey the... duck. Hey. Oh, my God. This Free is advertising? Good. Why not? <laughs> Oh my God, maybe everybody here could write on the duck tonight and then I can keep it in the sandwich shop. so nice. Yes! Uh, And now I don't really know how I can go any further to explain this. This is a duck and I'm obsessed with ducks. I don't know why I'm obsessed with ducks. Yeah, but there is a thing with them. There's a thing about ducks. They just sound so cool. (laughs) And they look all cute. They're they're happy animals. They are. Absolutely. Where did you find this? Who found uh, it? Someone, Hester found it. Someone was clearing Hester. an office. Hester Wait, was you going. found this in your office? No, 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 not our office. Oh. Just like an office. Hester do, was do you clear out a lot of offices? <laughs> I think she does. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what Hester she does when she's not casually robbing someone on her day off. Yeah. Often it's like, it's like a cat bringing you some oh, I, dead rodents. Thank you very much. This is Hester and us. She <laughs> yeah. Whatever she finds and skips and things like that. And sometimes we're lucky to be able to give it to someone else. <laughs> Two really obvious questions. Um, if, if you have any other sandwich shop in the world, yeah. other than yours, what would it be? Cafe Dogali in, F- in Florence. Uh-huh. Definitely. What's it? What's it doing? It does... In fact, I put a sandwich in... <laughs> Coincidentally, I can reference my own book here. The, no, there is, the sandwich is in here. Um, cafe, I think I just called it the Cafe de Gali sandwich. Yeah. So, it's this shop. It's in the middle of nowhere in the north of Florence, like way off the tourist track. It is not for tourists. It's for people who live in Florence. And when you go in, there's like builders and... 
you know, the postman and these like super fancy looking kind of Gucci clad ladies and all this sort of stuff. Like every, a bit like my own Sarni shop. Like there's a broad <laughs> appeal, you know, and there, like we were talking at the beginning about how the sandwich shop is quite a serious restaurant pretending to be something silly. And they're like that. They let you think you're in control is what I like so much. Right? <laughs> so you go in and there's like three breads and you choose a bread, you choose a, a meat or maybe like aubergines or something. And then you choose a cream, uh, which just means mayonnaise with stuff in it. Um, and you choose a, a condiment. Might be like tapenade or mustard or rocket pesto or something like that. And there's just something about the place that... The, the family have owned it for like nearly 100 years. And it is, it's like I say, it's that they, they, they let you think you're in control, that you're making these choices, these three breads. Um, so you can pick and you can pick the meat and you can pick the other thing. But you can just tell when you order the way the guy looks at you. Like, So you've chosen this bread and then you say you'll have that meat and you can see like you want that meat. And you're like, no, I want a different meat. <laughs> and you pick a different, and then you pick, choose a different meat. And he says, yes. And then you pick a condiment. And he goes, you want that condiment? And you're like, no, 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 I don't want that condiment. The, uh, uh, I want that condiment? He's like, yes, you want that condiment. Um, I, that, I, like, I like it because like, I'm quite stubborn about, I mean, we, if anyone in this comes to the sandwich shop and wants a sandwich without mayonnaise or the ham, egg and chips without the piccalilli, of course, you just say yes, right? Who gives a shit? It's, it's, your, it's their dinner, not mine. But um, but I like it when somewhere is proud of their thing, and this idea of like that is how it is meant to be eaten. Sandwiches, guys, or more questions? Sandwiches, sandwiches. hey. Sandwiches. Well, we we are gonna send Max to cut his own sandwiches or our own cut. I'm a guest. Do you know what? We have <laughs> so many people here. I was never so nervous with the food as I am right now. Uh. Never ever. Well, no, and it's nice for me because so this time you, I'm like, not nervous because it's you who's cocked it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's your fucking recipe. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I'm hoisted by you. my own I take full responsibility right, come on, I and fall on you. Up. Guys, big hand to this guy while he's cutting the sandwiches. You can. Thanks so much for listening to our latest episode of The Honey Cook. If you'd like to join one of the next talks, please follow us on social media at Honey and Co. or go on our website, honeyandco.co.uk. We would really appreciate if you took some time and rated us at iTunes. Only five stars, please. With a huge thanks to Hester Camp for producing. And the music is by the lovely Alice Russell. Thanks for listening. Bye, Felicia's. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.